Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Thursday morning. We are one week away from Thanksgiving. Uh, man, this fall was just flying by. It, uh, it feels like this always happens. You get to September, next thing you know, I'm like, you know, it's really not all that far to Christmas when you think about this and that and the next and the other. And I didn't want that because, as you all know, as you follow through the entire offseason, I'm counting down the time until the you know the Steelers report to camp. We actually get practices. Then we get preseason games. The Steelers just passed the midway point of their games for 2022. They now have less games remaining than what they've played um, when it comes to regular season. I'm not one talking – I'm not even talking about that P word right now um, that would happen – after the middle of January. Uh, that's not what I'm worried about. Right now, it's about the Pittsburgh Steelers getting on a roll and winning games, which they got their second half of their season started off on the right foot by going out and taking care of business against the New Orleans Saints. Now, okay, you know what? I'm, I want to get into that. But before, I don't want to forget this. What do we have to start off with some numbers on, on the show? I'm really ready to dive into this game from the Saints. I was there. It was it was just a great experience. Um, a good time was had by all, at least in my party, of, of where we were, of how we went to the game with my son and my brother and his son. Um, we It was just a, a great experience. But before I dive into that, I want to go ahead and make sure I'm getting you the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. So let's go ahead and knock that out because this one comes down to the running back position. And it was, well, where did it go? All of a sudden, it's it's not in front of me anymore. Oh, there it is. There it, I had to look for the right name. And that name is Najee Harris. Najee Harris ran for 99 yards on 20 carries, rushing for plus 16 yards over expectation. The first time he ran for yards over expectation this season. Harris was significantly more of north of a north-south runner in Week 10 as he had a rushing efficiency of 3.07, a tracker of how north-south versus east-west a runner is. His lowest number, which you want it to be low, um, since Week 4, which was a 3.54. It was only the second time he had a rushing efficiency below 4. Harris's teammate, Jalen Warren, was also effective with his snaps as he rushed for 37 yards on nine carries and caught three passes for 40 yards. Harris totaled 50 snaps and 25 routes, good for 21 opportunities, which is carries plus targets. And Warren totaled 36 snaps plus 14 routes, good for 12 opportunities. So that's what came with the Steelers running back. So we're going to get into the Steelers running game here in a little bit. But th this whole experience from this game, I, I, this was what I envisioned. This is what I thought the Steelers could do coming out of the bye. I thought, you know, if TJ Watt comes back, maybe they get a really big defensive performance. Maybe the offense doesn't have to carry – well, I'm not saying even carry the load. Maybe the offense doesn't have to play from behind at all. And the defense can get the job done, and the offense can just kind of do their thing, and they can dictate the pace – and how the game plays out. Now, of course, you know, the Saints came back and tied it at halftime, and the Steelers didn't take the lead until the very beginning of the fourth quarter. But this game was really dictated by the Steelers, and mainly the Steelers' defense. 
But then we also have what I have now officially come to call the poo-poo Steelers fans. Now, I, I talked about this on the Scobro show, and I want to make things clear. I'm not calling them poo-poo. It's not what they are. It's what they do. The reason I call them poo-poo Steeler fans is they like to poo-poo on anything that the Steelers do that could be positive. That they, you know, the Steelers come out, they win the game, and you hear, oh, well, they were playing a bottom five team. You would expect them to be able to do this, that, the other thing. Well, of course they should win the game by multiple scores. Look at the team they were playing. Okay, the problem is you're not backed up by the facts. You're definitely not backed up by the numerical statistical facts. I'm going to give a little bit of a review. Now, for those of you that listen to the show, you're probably not a Poo Poo Steelers fan. You're probably not poo-pooing on this. And honestly, I think there's a lot of Poo Poo Steelers fans that, you know, they, they, they like to, you know, it can't be positive. It's always the negative. Uh, because honestly, some of the conversations at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers with the comments and everything, there's a lot of regulars haven't been around. There's just not as much going on. Now, I, it could be some of that's poo-poo Steeler fans. Some of that could also be kind of where I am right now, and that is the cautiously optimistic, but maybe add an extra to the cautiously. Extra cautiously optimistic. The Steelers came out, they took care of business and got the job done in week 10. That does not mean it will translate to week 11. Boy, we want it to. The optimistic Steelers fan in me is like, yes, bring that on. But one game does not a season make. We saw this in week one when the Steelers got the big win over Cincinnati. But that, as my brother talked about on the show Tuesday, that had had a negative end to it when one Trent Jordan Watt went down. Then Steelers fans were happy that he just wasn't going to be lost for the season. He would be back. And now he's back. And, man, what a difference that made. The defense just looked different. Alex Highsmith was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Fantastic. Two sacks. That means he now has five sacks in the two games he's played with T.J. Watt. He has eight and a half sacks on the season. Five of them are the two games he played with T.J. Watt. So did Alex Highsmith get the job done? Absolutely. Does T.J. Watt being on the field help Alex Highsmith to be a better player? Absolutely. The, you can't separate these things. But we're going to review, for the Poo Poo Steeler fans out there, uh, we're going to review where New Orleans was coming into this game in Pittsburgh. Okay, because really, as as, as Tyler W. said in the live chat of, of Scobro Show, he's like, it's the Steelers that are the bottom five team. Like you talk about New Orleans, I want the Steelers are the bottom five team. And I mean, in almost all their stats. I mean, I've been outlining them for a while. But what look, New Orleans, statistically, and that's what was so troubling to me last Thursday, is that numbers wise, it shouldn't have even been as close of a point spread as what it was. I mean, ultimately, New Orleans, the last I saw, they were one point favorites going into the game. I didn't see if it fluctuated at the very last second because I was at the game. So I still have to go back and look that up from other sources to see where the actual line ended for the game. Because, you know, once the game starts, that's the line. So, but that's the last one I know. So they were road favorites, New Orleans Saints. The Steelers were home underdogs. So you can't say that they were playing a terrible team and they should have beat them. The Steelers were home underdogs, and they're home underdogs again this week by even more. 
But look at these ranks. And we'll actually look at these ranks again in the second half because they're not that different for, than the Cincinnati Bengals. But going into this game, the New Orleans Saints, they were the sixth-ranked offense in the NFL. Sixth-ranked offense. Sixth in yards, averaging 377.6 yards per game. How many yards did they have in this game? How many yards did they have in this game against the Steelers? Yeah, they didn't have 377. They had 186 yards. 186 yards is, is, is what they had in this game. What's crazy about that is, is this. The Steelers, that's the first the Steelers have held someone under 190 yards of offense since week four of the 2019 season when they beat the Cincinnati Bengals 27-3. to They held them under 190 yards of offense. They were at 175. Then you have to go to 2017 against Cincinnati again. Then you have to go back to 2012. It happened twice. 2011, it happened twice. 2010, it happened. Well, actually, actually happened three times because, you know, I mean, the Steelers went to the Super Bowl that year because they had, um, you know, that, that, that defense rolling on. But it's been a long time since the Steelers held a team to that few yards. And look at how much the NFL has changed over the last 10 years with the constant yardage going. That's a big deal. Honestly, this was only the fifth game in the NFL this year through 10 weeks. It's the, that was the fifth game of a team being held under 190 yards of offense. Fifth time. The first one was Buffalo held Tennessee to 187 yards in week two. Then Tennessee held Houston to 161 yards in week eight. Also in week eight, New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans, their defense held the Raiders to 183 yards when they shut them out. Remember that, that New Orleans was that team that shut out the Raiders. And then New England um, to Indianapolis the, the previous week, a week now when the Steelers were on bye, I mean, if you didn't see anything about that game, they just had them shut down. They only had 121 yards of offense. And then the Steelers had the Saints with 186. So when you look at those other performances and you're, you talk about how dominating those performances was of those other games, the Steelers game against the, new, against the Saints goes right in that category. They actually had one less yard than what Buffalo did to Tennessee in week two, which was a really big deal at the time. So that's what the Steelers did to the sixth, ranked offense going into the game, okay? Now, granted, New Orleans was only 12th in points. Yeah, they averaged 23.6. The Steelers held them to 10. New Orleans averaged 130.9 yards per game rushing, 12th in the NFL, 12th. No, not not top 10, but better than the – but they're in the top half. They're not in the bottom half, or at least they weren't. But uh, the Steelers held them to less than 100 yards. I'm sorry, 100. I said that backwards. 100 yards less than their average. 29 yards. 29 yards rushing. My goodness. When's the last time the Steelers held a team to, to under 30 yards rushing? Well, they actually did it twice in 2020 to start off the season. In week one against the Giants and then in week three against Houston. So it's been over two years since they've done that. But that's not something that they do very often. But here's even better. This was only the third game in the NFL this year where a team was held to under 30 yards rushing. Third time it's happened this season. Jacksonville held held the Chargers to 26 yards rushing in week three. Kansas City held Tampa to three yards rushing in week four. But that's because... Part of that was because Kansas City was blowing them out. I mean, these other two games were blowouts that the other team was just passing more because they were trying to get into the game. 
I mean, Jacksonville won 38 to 10. Kansas City won 41 31, but they were up big early in that game. And that's why it was only three yards rushing. This was a game that the Steelers did not take the lead where they held the lead until the fourth quarter. And they still held their opponents to 29 yards rushing. That is something right there. So, and then not only that, New Orleans is the is the seventh ranked passing offense in the NFL going into this past game. They're at, they were averaging 246.7 yards per game through the air. All right? 200 to almost 250, 246.7. How many passing yards? How many net passing yards? I mean, gross passing yards were, were uh, was 174. Then you take off the sacks, 157, almost 100 yards less there. That's what the Steelers' defense did. Now, did, were they getting a lot of sacks? No, they only got the two. Okay, so that's something that the Steelers can still improve on. But look at that, shutting down the run and shutting down the yards. And, you know, 10 10 points. The Saints only crossed midfield twice in this game, twice. And it was the two times they scored, the field goal and then the touchdown there at the end of the first half. And that was – that that that's one drive I know the Steelers really wish they would have had back. Didn't start well with the penalty on on, – on the, on the special teams on James Pierre with the interference. Then you had the, 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 um, the, what, not roughing the passer, not illegal contact, um, unnecessary roughness. There, I got it. Unnecessary roughness against Kizzy, where he knocked the ball out, where if he doesn't do it, it, it's, it's going to be a catch. Some people think it wasn't roughing. Some think it was. It wasn't helmet to helmet. I was there live. It was really tough to tell. And I have yet to see. Um, a a um, a really conclusive thing with that. But think about this. The Steelers were only penalized three times in that game for 40 yards. Two of those penalties for 30 yards were on that drive where they where the where the Saints scored their touchdown. That's that's just that that's crazy. Um although this doesn't make sense because the other penalty against the Steelers was an illegal formation, which should have been five yards. Um maybe I, I I'm not sure where that other number is coming in, but Sorry, I, that's that's not what I was looking at before we before I came into stuff. But that's just some very interesting numbers. So people that want to say, "Oh, well, the Saints are a bottom five team," no, everything about them is not only are they a top half of the league team when it comes to passing and overall yards, they're in the top. They were in the top quarter of the NFL going into this. Going into this now, people say, "Well, they were missing some key players on." on defense and stuff like that. You know what? The Steelers were missing T.J. Watt for seven games a season. And Steelers fan says, no excuses. You still got to be able to do it. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, well, well, the Saints only got those yards because of the people, the teams that they were playing before, and then turn around and say, it doesn't matter who that the Steelers played a really tough schedule in the first half. They still lost games. You can't have it both ways. You can't dismiss the opponent's for for one team and then count them for another. You, you just can't do that for those that are trying to poo-poo. So this what the Steelers did defensively was a big deal. This was not a scrub offense that they shut down. Alvin Kamara is a good, if not great, I would probably say great, NFL running back. Then the, all the stuff they were doing with Taysom Hill, the Steelers schematically took care of that. So for people like the poo-poo and the coaches, guess what? They had a plan. They implemented that plan, and it worked. They did what they needed to do. If you want to just go over this stuff real quick for, for New Orleans, 
defensively, they were the 11th best defense going into this game. So the Steelers' offense still had their work cut out against it, and they could possess the ball for all that time. They were, remember, they were 11th in yardage, 27th in points surrendered. Now, the Steelers still scored under what their average points were, but they won by two scores. This team was the 19th-ranked rush defense. That was the, one of their lower things. Well, their points were the lowest. But their rush defense was lower because they, they, they gave up 120.9 yards on average. 120.9 on average. The Steelers rushed for 217. That's a huge discrepancy there. And, of course, this this defense, they were ninth in the NFL coming in, giving up 199.7. Hey, what did the Steelers have? Well, well, net they had – well, gross they had 199. Net they had 162 when you take off all the sacks that they had because um, the Steelers did surrender six sacks. So I just wanted to look at some of those numbers because what this defense did on Sunday was a big deal. It was a big deal. So for those that are trying to downplay it for being a big deal, I can't get on board with that. But if you're also cautiously optimistic that it was just one game and the defense needs to show that they can do this, at, you know, sustain it through multiple games, that I can get on board with. I agree with that because the Steelers have to show what they can do, that it wasn't just a flash in the pan, that this was what, what they're going to be defensively. And this was even without Micah Fitzpatrick. Man, DeMonte KZ stepping up. I mean, I, I can't imagine how they can utilize some of these guys going forward if they're all healthy. Um, it was exciting to see in the stadium. 47 yards. 47 yards is all the Saints gained in the second half. They had one first down. One first down in the entire second half. The Steelers held them to one first down. I mean, it 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 was crazy. It was really crazy what they did. Not just in not just the whole game, but even more in the second half. I mean, the time of possession almost eighteen minutes different, and it wasn't because they're getting scored on quick. They weren't allowing them to score. So um, that was a big deal. That the, you know the offense possessing the ball taking the ball away and not turning it over. The two interceptions. I mean, that Levi Wallace interception, think about the interceptions that were in defenders' hands earlier in the season and they couldn't come up with it. That that ball was a catchable ball for the receiver, and Levi Wallace just went up and took it away from him and wanted it more. That it, it, it was that I was very impressed by that. So as you can see, I'm still excited about this win. I really am. It was, the to me, it was it was the high point of the season so far, even more than Tampa Bay, even more than Cincinnati, just because of how dominating the defensive effort was there. That was a dominating defensive effort. Hopefully they can keep it rolling. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take our break and we're going to come back and do what we do in the second half, even though you already know half the numbers if you listen to Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride because, you know, I don't own stats, but Jeff just thinks that, um, well, I need to do a segment. I'll just take Dave's segment away from him. So he took half of it, but we'll, we'll, we'll do it all just in case you didn't listen to Jeff because I know some of you might get tired of hearing him anyway. So stick around. We'll be right back.
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back at this. Let's look at this matchup going forward. It's time to look forward. I, I, I know you've got Mike Tomlin talks about, you know, you got to have a bigger windshield than the rearview mirror. This one meant a lot to me because I was there. For those of you that have been at games before, if you don't go to a lot of games every year, but you, you try to get to you know one or two or maybe even not every year, but have been to them at all, you understand how those moments of being in the stadium just kind of stick with you um, even longer. But we're I'm going to dive into this upcoming matchup um, of stuff, you know, and, and we're going to actually, when I look at the Steelers, I'm even going to go back and compare to how they've improved. You know, these are stats. The the, the name is pop, of this podcast is, is, you know, stats to, 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 to build on into the second half of the season that, that there are things that the Steelers can build on. Like I said, sacks, not so much. You want to do better than that, you know, but you've kind of set a nice foundation with, with stopping the run and things of that nature. So let's see how this all turned out for the Steelers. Like I said, you've heard some of these numbers from Jeff, but um, I'm going to give them to you anyway, because this is what I do every week. So here we go. Cincinnati Bengals yards. They average 361.8 yards per game. That is eighth in the NFL. That's right. They, offensively yardage-wise, are less going in against the Steelers than what the Saints were last week. That's right, because the Saints, they were six with 377.6. So just remember that, that, yes, Cincinnati, they, they get a lot of stuff, but some of their rankings – not so much. Here's the one that's better. This is the difference between the Cincinnati Bengals offense and the New Orleans Saints offense. Cincinnati Bengals offense, 25.3 points per game. That is sixth in the NFL. They put up points. They make it count. Okay. Oh, I didn't do the Steelers stuff. The Steelers in yardage, they are 300 um, and 7.9. That has them at 28th in the NFL. And in points scored, the Steelers went from 15.0 up to 15.6. That is still 31st in the NFL. Now, it's not to the same team because I know the Colts moved ahead, but someone I can't even remember who it was a drop behind. I don't care. But honestly, there's a lot of teams at the bottom there that are really close. A lot of them that are really close. So that's that's what the Steelers are, are doing with those two stats. And just, just to let you know, okay, when you're talking about total offense with a 28th, that's the same as what they were in the bye week. And when you talk about points scored being 31st, that was the same. So they didn't change in either one of those. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals, when it comes to running the ball, they're 27th in the NFL. They average 98.8 yards per game, under 100. They are 28th in the NFL in rushing the ball, where the Steelers are 22nd. Uh, with 108.4 yards per game. That's where the Steelers took a big jump. They were 27th last week and jumped up to 22nd this week with their 217-yard performance. So they're – but honestly, I I think the Bengals, their last game was one of their better rushing games too. So that's something – you know, the Steelers' rush defense, they could shut down the run game. That would be be huge. All right, then let's look at the passing attack – so the Bengals are sixth in the NFL with 263.0 yards per per game. You know who's you know who's right behind them, the New Orleans Saints. They're basically they're about the same. 
And the Steelers passing attack, they are they are 199.4 yards. That didn't really change much. Um, they are 24th in the NFL. They're actually tied for 24th um, in the NFL, which is one spot lower than they were the week before because when you take out all the sacks, the Steelers didn't have as many passing yards. I don't care if they have a lot of passing yards if you're going to win the game by running the ball. That's just, that just is what it is. Now, when you look at it, the Cincinnati offenses only turned the ball over 10 times this season. And five of them were in week one against the Steelers. So that's something they've really cleaned up over their last eight games. The Steelers, they've turned the ball over 14 times. Now, and now the Bengals, they have been sacked 32 times. Remember, seven of them were against the Steelers in week one. And the Steelers have been sacked 27 times. So they're not that far off in those statistics. So that's how the offenses compare. Now let's look at the defenses. Okay, the Bengals, they surrender 324.0 yards per game. That is tied for 10th in the NFL. But if you look back, that's right around what New Orleans was last week. They were 11th, you know, so it's 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 right there. And honestly, I, I got I don't think it's New Orleans that they're tied with. Well, I didn't write that down. But the Steelers, they they give up 371.9 yards per game in the NFL in the NFL. Well, sorry per game, which is 27th in the NFL. That's down two spots. I, I can't do it this week because it's only one week. But one thing that I'm going to start keeping track of is how have the Steelers done since the bye? They have all these terrible rankings since before the bye. How are they doing since the bye? How are they doing in the last part of the season? If, if you kind of hit the reset button, are they one of these teams that are doing towards the top of the league? I mean, I can tell you right now, they'd be number one in rush defense. Um, if, if you were just doing it in just week 10, um, from week 10 on. So those are things to remember. Um, when it comes to points given up, um, the Cincinnati Bengals are 13th. They give up 20.6 points. The Steelers are tied for 20th. They give up 23.0 points. So a little bit of difference there. I mean, only about two and a half points. Uh, when it comes to run defense, the Bengals are 17th. They give up 118.8 yards per game, so just past the, the the middle part of the season or the, of the season of the league. The Steelers surrender 108.0 yards on the ground. They are now sixth in the NFL. That's right. They went from 16th last week to sixth by holding the Saints to 29 yards. That is a huge jump. That the Steelers are now the sixth ranked. Um, Rushing defense, and that that number had just been going down and going down. I mean, uh, going into Buffalo, they were twenty third. Going into Buffalo, they were twenty third, and had just been getting less. Eighteen, eighteen, sixteen, sixteen. Big jump down to six. Wow. Okay. Then when it comes to um, to to passing yards, uh, the Bengals. They, they are 12th in the NFL with uh, giving up 205.2. So, in other words, they weren't even they weren't even as good of pass defense as what the Saints were. Um, 205.2, 12th in the NFL. The Steelers give up 263.9. That is 30th in the NFL. Uh, they improved one spot from last week um, just because they had some of those games that gave up tons of yardage. Um, but you want to see those ranks just getting better for the Steelers. Better and better. And I forgot to tell you, with points scored where they're tied for 20th, that was up from 23rd the previous week. So all the defensive um, rankings were moving in the right direction after that performance when it comes to the Steelers. Um, the, the Bengals have, only, have have forced 13 takeaways, and they've but they've only had 14 sacks. 
The Steelers have forced 12 takeaways, so very similar there, and they've managed to have 17 sacks. So both teams give up more sacks than what they've what they've done. And the the, the Bengals, it's more than a two to one ratio because it's it's 14 to 32, where the Steelers go 17 to 27. Um so that's the matchup. And as you know, it's AFC North. So the numbers mean something, but they they're they don't mean everything. They don't mean everything because you can throw some of that stuff out the window. Now, the Steelers, the last I checked, they were five-point underdogs at home um, to the Bengals. That's probably going to hang close to that until later in the week when you get more um, injury updates or things of that nature because that's just how it works. Now, and also remember, the, oh, wait, I spoke too soon. I just brought it up. They're now four-point underdogs. So it's now moved from five to four. Uh, of what the Steelers are, are doing. This is according to, uh, to to DraftKings. So already interesting to see it going in that direction. Uh, I really don't know what to expect with this game. Cincinnati is going to be fired up. They're wearing their all-white uniforms. Steelers are wearing their color rush uniforms. This game got flexed out of primetime into an afternoon game. I don't know how many people across the nation are going to get to see it because it's not the main game on CBS, although CBS does have a doubleheader that day, so they will be playing one game. Um, I'm just excited to see, are the Steelers building on what they did? Even if this is a, you know, if this is a really close game and it comes down to where things don't quite come come through for the Steelers, let's say there's another problem with special teams because, yeah, don't, I didn't even mention that the Steelers left at least six points on the board and missed field goals. But what what they really need to do was convert one of those into a touchdown anyway. You convert one of those into a touchdown, and you've got it anyway. The offense needs to do a little bit better job of that. So if the Steelers' offense can grow and you know be better in the red zone, continue to control the ball, not you know be, play a clean game, not turn it over. Um, that's going to be really important. And I just want to see if this defense can come anywhere close to what they did shutting down the Saints last week. They had two weeks coming off their bye to get ready for it. That probably helped with the Steelers. A lot of times you give them the extra time. Um, That's part of the reason why I felt that the Steelers did well against the Bengals is because they had that extra time uh, to, to start the season. And to me, that's coaching. If the coaches can come up with the plan in that amount of time to do it, hopefully the Steelers can turn around and do that. One thing that's a disadvantage is the Bengals are coming off their bye. So they're the ones with the extra time to get ready for the Steelers and to try to avenge that loss. So those are the numbers, even though, like I said, you might already know some of them uh, because of Jeff. But, uh, you know, he wants to take part of my segment. That's okay. So we're going to finish up this show with a heart-to-heart uh, no, we're not going to do that. I'm just messing with you. But, I, I, hey, I'm sorry. Jeff does not own heartfelt set, um, sediments at the end of podcasts. You know, a- anyone can talk about those. So uh, so just so he just needs to remember that. So uh, but uh, I, I think I've been heartfelt enough throughout uh, the show. And I, I've got to pick on Jeff because I'm getting I'm, I'm I'm losing a reason to pick on the Yins guys because, you know, they're the show right after this one, um, which I did there for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. But, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm kind of kind of losing reasons to have to do that. So I have to look for someone else to pick on. So uh, hopefully you guys can can appreciate that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm the youngest of four kids. I'm, I was used to getting picked on my whole life, so therefore I learned to pick back. But also, even though I was the youngest of four kids, I was definitely the largest of them. So, um, you know, sometimes carrying a, you know, 
Sometimes you don't have to carry a big stick. Sometimes you are the big stick, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you're checking out all our podcasts. I already mentioned what Yin's talking about. They're going to be on um, after this one. I'm really excited about their show this week to see how Steelers social media reacted to the win. You know, are they going to, are, are they going to, are they going to point out the poo poo fans? Um, I wish they would have, they probably haven't even heard what I've said in order to, to, to use that term. Um, also, I, I think a lot of fans that were down on the team, some of them are just silent right now. And there's also team fans that are high on the team that are silent because they're just waiting to see if they can get a bigger sample size of what the Steelers can do. I'm excited about Sunday to see what the Steelers can do. They've really given me some optimism, but I've also learned from the first half of this of this season, um, if I get too optimistic, they are very good at crushing my hopes and dreams <laughs> when it comes to that. So it is what it is, but this was this is the season that is, Steelers fans. This is how it goes. So make sure you're checking out the podcast. Also, tonight, um, don't miss um, myself and Jeff Hartman and Brian Anthony Davis on, on the preview. Friday, you've got you've got another Let's Ride. I'll see if Jeff comes back at me because with whatever. Um, and then, of course, the one of my favorite shows, the Here We Go, the Steelers pregame show, because uh, I could listen to KT Smith talk all day. You've got two shows on, on YouTube with, uh, with, the, with the Aussies. If you don't catch it live on YouTube, that show comes out on Saturday. And then later in the night, you've got the Six Pack with Tony. Then don't, don't miss State of the Steelers on, Sunday, on Saturday and the We Run the North. And then you'll be followed up on Sunday by my last minute thoughts, you know, leading up to the Steelers game. So make sure you're checking all that out. Don't forget to check in on the website. It's okay to get excited. I know you're probably, if you're like me, you're trying to hold it a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job of holding it in. I really am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm showing my excitement, but I'm blaming that on being at the game. But I also understand this team. It's a young team. They, they, they've got to continue to do these things and continue to work and continue to get better, and hopefully they can build on games like New Orleans. So thanks for listening. And as I always say to finish out, thanks for geeking out with me.